please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Good morning. So glad that you're joining us in Athens. Uh, Frank is here with us this morning, and, and also uh, with us is Catherine, Kathy, Kathy, uh, Kathy, and Kaylee is with us, and of course John and Matt and, and Betty McKinney. And so we're so happy to be with you to deal with uh, John chapter 11, 28 through 40. Today is a very important day because it is the culmination of the greatest message the world has ever seen at that time and still today the greatest message, the greatest revelation. You know, Revelation uh, uh, 19.10 says the spirit of the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Meaning that in Jesus, all you have is constant prophecy speaking forth to that which is going to happen. And uh, it's, it's encouraging to us. Because you probably say, Rick, how does that fit me? Well, faith. If you go into uh, scriptures, especially uh, in, in, uh, in the 11th chapter of Hebrews... It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Meaning, the actual thing that you want it to happen. That, that defines faith. You don't know, you know what it is. You, you have the name of it. You, you understand what it is. This morning, we begin to pray. Now, you know, I, I've, <laughs> I have a, I have a, a, a wall of, Railroad tracks in the back of my house who holds a cul-de-sac where in the cul-de-sac there's a big thing called a septic tank. Railroad ties. And, uh, yeah, no, no, there's no train coming in. And that thing's about to fall down. So I begin to pray. Now that's not ministry. Don't, 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 I'm not asking anything. All I know is that I need direction from the Lord of how I can handle that uh, to, uh, to, to solve a, a major problem in my house, which I lived for 40 years. Uh, uh, I've been praying for somebody to come and trim because the, the, the bushes are bigger than the house. So I've got to trim. And a man called me and gave me a, a, a price that I can afford and I'm going to do it. See, I live on that. Uh, we're go, about to go to... to, to, to to Atlanta to have a conference at Mount Bethel, September 23rd to 27th, or 24th, 27th. It's a conference. We're going to a large church in Atlanta with Rekindle the Flame in the month of September. Now, I've been praying and, uh, and talking this morning to Dino and Catherine. I got the idea of how to handle the worship situation. I mean, we pray and the Lord begins to reveal. We pray and the Lord begins to do. We pray and, and things begin. So this morning is how Jesus gets caught into this prophetic movement 
that is taken over at that time of the city of Jerusalem. And by the way, when you see Jerusalem, you know, it's not the old, the new Jerusalem full of houses in north and south and, 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 and hotels and all of those buildings. It's just a, a wall around Jerusalem, the, the old city, and nothing else. Mountains and weed and rocks around it. Nothing else. Just, just, just that. You could have some graves by that time on the, on the, on the eastern side of the wall, but it was just totally and here is Jesus caught up into a, uh, 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 a a little city surrounded by walls, and climbing Mount Mount of Olives, and in Bethany in the house that he met with some friends, two women, and a man, and there the story began. It's the last week of his life. And uh, something happens. So let's take a look. Uh, I'll read to you. It's 11, 28 uh, to, uh, or 28 to 40. Is that it, what I said? Okay. Uh, 29. Hmm? Am I? I'm a little lost in here. I'm in Hebrews. Excuse me. Okay, good. Let me find myself. All right. Give me a break. Let me find myself. 28 to 40. And when he, when she had said, she went her way and called Mary, her sister, secretly. After she confessed to Jesus, you know, I believe you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. After he said that, said this, she went, she went her way and, and, and came quick to to uh, her sister, Mary, secretly, saying, the master's come and calls for you. He didn't call. But because she had a revelation that the man standing in front of her is the Son of the Almighty God, she, uh, she said, you need him, go over there. Come on, come on, he's calling you. Come on, get to it, get to it. In other words, I got it, I saw it. I re- it was revealed to me, the Son of God. Why don't you? Why don't you? <laughs> and as soon as she heard that, Mary, she arose quickly and came unto him. How quickly? <laughs> Real quickly. See, you don't see these things when you study the Scriptures because you all, you're looking at the historical aspect. But quickly means quickly. Why she got up so quickly? is because... She had a revelation that Jesus was the Son of God. I believe you are the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. You know, it's a shock. Now think about that. Think about that. You are on the first century. Right, uh, right outside of Bethany on the, on the dirt road going to, going to Bethany or going to Jericho. There's some trees over here and olive trees. And the disciples are, are sitting back there in the corner, you know, resting a little bit. And she comes and receives this revelation from the Holy Spirit that in front of her is the Son of the living God. So she runs quickly home and says, He's calling you. Go, go. You, you need this. Come on, come on. 
You see it? Okay. Now Jesus was not yet coming to the town. So you're talking about maybe a half a mile outside of Bethany going toward Jericho. Am I getting your attention? Am I getting your attention? Okay, now. Now don't, don't, uh, there's, there's more. Let me get this little coffee here. Okay. But was in the place where Martha met him. So the position where Jesus was remains after Martha gets it. And he stays in the same place where Mary comes to get him. In other words, he's working. He didn't move. He could have walked a half a mile down the road to make sure that Mary would have a hard time finding him. But he stayed where he was. That's what he's saying. Are you, are you with me? That's Jesus. He just, he's standing, waiting, and you don't have any hard time to find him. Because after you find him, he's going to be there for you. He's not going to walk away and go to Jericho and make Mary walk ten miles. He's right there, waiting, waiting. Now, verse 31. The Jews then which were with her in the house and comfort her when they saw Mary that she arose up hastily and went out. So now you know that, that uh, how quickly she got up. She raised up hastily. I mean, done. I want you to see the movement because the movement of the body indicates the feeling of the heart. You gotta see me coming to the office in the morning. I mean, I'm telling you, when I leave the house, I'm whew, to the office. I mean, oh, I, I, that's what. <laughs> yeah, just V8 turned on and here I am. Now, why do I come so quickly? Because I want to be in prayer at 8 o'clock and talk to Jesus. And I'm not going to delay His presence. He's going to meet me here. Amen? So, followed her. She arose hastily and went out. Followed her. Who followed her? A, a group of Jews. She goes unto the grave to weep there. Now, she didn't go to the grave to weep there. They thought that, that she was going to the grave to weep there. Meaning, now, I'm just saying to you, that the location where Lazarus is buried is from Bethany going all the way toward Jericho. It's out, 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 of, out of Bethany. It's a cave. Yes, outside of the, the little Bethany area. I want you to see how the Holy Spirit is mounting this up. She goes to weep there, they thought. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was. So, did Jesus move? No, he stayed. And saw him. You got to stop a minute. See, the revelation of the Holy Spirit to us is revealed by God. And you have to be in the position to receive. And you can't be anywhere you want. It's just a location, a time in life. A ministry in life. Here's Catherine. Kathy 
follow. She's with us. I met her in Atlanta at the Bible study. Now suddenly she is a missionary to Brazil, shaking the whole area of Bethany there. And you got all kinds of people coming to help her with the children's ministry, feeding the children every Saturday. That's where Jesus is. But when she saw him, she felt down on his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother had not died. Meaning, very difficult for them to understand that. But she was just not, not angry, but she was saying, if you were here, he wouldn't have died. Meaning that she hasn't yet come to the point where Martha is. Martha is already knowing that the one that is going to meet her sister is the Son of God. And that's the way most of us in church are. Some people are, 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 are Martha and some people are Mary. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit. Now, now I need to sort of uh, get to uh, some little notes in here. Uh, the King James says he groaned in the spirit. The NIV simply says uh, uh, he was outraged. Uh, perhaps... Uh, in rage, anger, emotional indignation. But the Germans in the English translations laughed at groaning in the spirit. Now, does the spirit groans? What is Romans five twenty eight says? Eight twenty six. What it says, Betty? We do not know how to pray as we ought. But the Spirit. But the Holy Spirit, <clears throat> who searches the mind of God, groans. Groans through a, prays through us with groanings too deep for words. That's okay. Not an exact, that's not an exact quote. Okay. Now I can do it. Um, the Spirit helps our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we should. But the Spirit Himself intercedes for us. So, so, so it's very difficult for me to accept that Jesus got so angry. Angry. One of the translations says that when a horse makes a noise, a horse, that that's the way Jesus felt. I beg to differ. The word embrimamonai uh, is the Greek word here, groaning. And so the German translations, the English translations, left it at groaning in the spirit. He sighed heavily, deeply touched, moved, deeply moved in his spirit. So, why did he did that? Hey Rick, this is also in Mark 7.34. Looking up to heaven with a deep sigh, he said to him, Apaphrapha, that is, be opened. Um, that's when he was um, 
healing a deaf man. So he did the same thing. He sighed. He groaned. Yes. From his spirit. Now, I want you to know that at this very moment, eternity, the plan of salvation, is in, in, in engagement right now. At this very moment, when Jesus is groaning in His Spirit, you might be thinking that He is sort of uh, upset that uh, His dear friend died. But the Lord is looking for something much bigger. This is the last week of His life. That's the last week of His life. From here comes in the following week comes 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 uh, 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 the the last meal Passover. It, these are final moments in the life of Jesus. And so, when you begin to understand that, you begin to know that he is his mind is at Calvary. His mind is at the moment of salvation. He the suffering that he's going to have. He, for, the, for all humanity, for all the sins of the world will be upon Him. So the sight and the groaning and, and, and the noise and the, and, the, and, the, and the deeply moving the Spirit is not only related to those that are crying, but, in, but, but, but in the falling of mankind in, in, uh, in the Garden of Eden and now... Here we are, facing death for the first time in the presence of, of, his, of his Jewish friends. And, and, the, and so it's a critical moment in the life of Jesus. Amen? I want you to think about that. Because if you simply base this upon the two sisters weeping and the others weeping, you don't see the large picture here. The large picture here is that in a few hours or days he will be coming out of that same area to, from the triumphal entrance. And as he goes into the triumphal entrance, he goes in the temple, and three days, two days later, he is uh, uh, at the Garden of Gethsemane giving his life for all of us. He didn't fight it. He gave it. And so, uh, now another, another thought that I had was, you see, when you have no hope, when you live at the edge of your emotions where you don't have no faith whatsoever, reminds me of 1 Thessalonians 14.13. That's a verse that came to my mind last night. And it says, First Thessalonians 4.13. And it's a very, very interesting verse. Uh, uh, it's Paul speaking to the church, the Thessalonica church, and he says this. Go ahead, somebody. But we do not want you to be uninformed. We do not want you to be uninformed, brethren, about those who are asleep that you may not grieve as do the rest who have no hope. Yes. I don't want you to grieve me as, as like those who have no hope. And so he's saying, my God, 
Y'all crying here for Lazarus. When he's standing in front of you is the hope of glory. They will give life, eternal life, to the nations, to the world, for eternity. And that little picture of unbelief took place for a second. You know, it tells you the story of people that love God. When they come moment to die, they fall apart. You know, uh, Voltaire, you know, the Frenchman, he went crazy. He just, he just began to scream, my, my, I can see hell. I can see hell. I, I will, I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to heaven. He's confessing. I mean, the greatest minds of the world, when they come to the moment to die, they lose hope what completely. But when you, Know who you are in Christ. In the moment of death I approaches, you say, Come on, let's go. Come on, take me. It's about time. I know where I'm going. Hurry up. <laughs> Profound grief is natural. But that which rises to unbelief is the denial of resurrection. Profound grief is natural. But that which rises to unbelief in deny is denial of resurrection. Now and then, uh, God gave me some, some things like that. I, it's my spirit, you know. Just, I just write it down. So the focal point of this event was to affirm the resurrection was about to happen in Lazarus through Jesus for the family and the whole world. So the resurrection of Lazarus is an event that confirms the cross. Folks, sometimes you forget about what Jesus came to do. The disciples did. Oh, you're not going to die. And, Wait a minute, don't talk about death. That, Peter said, you know, and Jesus turned to him and says, Get behind me, Satan. You with me? Now, Mm, 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 mm. Mm, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Go to verse 24. Do you believe this? Martha, do you believe this? Mary, do you believe this? So I'm asking you this morning, do you believe this? Do you believe that the reason why you are a Christian at this very moment is because through Christ Jesus He forgives your sins and gives you eternal life? Listen, folks, that's what we want. We want eternal life. So I'm going to kick hard as I can until the final day. You know, uh, according to ministry, you're supposed to prepare for the future in my case, is to pay some bills to help the family not to suffer, my children not to suffer. And you've got to see what I wrote about the service of internment. I tell you, that's going to be an interesting service. Amen? I have three offerings. Yes, yes, three offerings. One... For Brazil, amen, one for Cuba, and the third to pay the bills. 
Now let's take a look at uh, the final instructions that Jesus gives to those that are in the house of, of Lazarus. Now these are final instructions. I mean, he's now approaching out of the city of Bethany, a little village, going down the path toward Jericho, maybe a half a mile on the rocky ground, and, and there's a cave, and there's a stone on, in front of the cave. Okay? Then said the Jews, Behold how he loves him. Now that's how far off can you have, can you be, when, he, when salvation and eternity for humanity is about to be explained and confirmed. Because if Lazarus could not be resurrected, then Jesus could not be resurrected himself. Now, he did two resurrections before that. The widow of Nain and the little girl called Talita. Jairus' daughter. Talita, cum, little daughter, arise too. But these were done in the beginning of his ministry. This is the last week of his life. And so the connection between Lazarus and the cross, it's got to be in your brain. Please help me here. Help me here. Come on. Tell me that you got the connection. Now let me, let me say this. Here's the final instructions. Then said the Jews, Behold how he loves him. They're totally out of it. And some of them said, Could not this be the man... Who opened the eyes of the blind? Could, could it be? Could it, could, could it be? Could it be? Have caused uh, that even this man should not have died. Now, you can be in church for fifty years and not understand the work of the cross, because you 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 you, you rationalize it with your mind, but your heart's not in it. And right here at this verse 37 of chapter 11th of John, there's uh, some Jews that, man, they're just way, they're, 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 they're way off. Way, way, way off. They have no idea, no conception, no understanding, no perception of what really God is doing at that very moment. And that's the, that's the history of humanity. And you have to get used to it. Jesus, therefore, Again, <laughs> groaning in his spirit comes to the grave. So, tell me this. Ah, is Jesus groaning in his spirit because of the Jews who really care less and did not understand? Uh, uh, because of the two women involved in the story and because of his dear friend. Why is he groaning in the spirit? In the in the picture of eternity, he is groaning in the spirit for humanity. He is groaning in the spirit for people in Athens, Georgia, in the year 2020, 20, uh, in the month of uh, uh, of May. He is groaning in the spirit for the millions that have no knowledge of the cross, no knowledge of salvation. You're talking about Indonesia. You're talking about Africa. You're talking about the third world countries who serve other gods. He is groaning for humanity who cannot come to the moment of understanding what really resurrection is all about. So he comes to the grave. <laughs> 
It was a cave. A stone laid upon it. You know, I want to tell you a little story. I went to this, uh, to this area along with a group. And I went to where, in Bethany, where it's supposed to be a cave. And you step down and go inside. And it's called Lazarus Cave. Lazarus Tomb. I paid uh, one shackle or ten shackles. It was ten shackles for each person on the team, and we went. And, uh, and of course, you know, I'm holding myself with my hand on the steps going down, and I finally go down, and there's some dirt here in a hole in the wall on the rock. And I put my hand down there, and when I took my hand off, I had hair on my hand. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? I wish I had one of those little bottles to spray my hand with it, but... Uh, so it became vivid to me. It became personal to me that resurrection has nothing to do with the physical, but the spiritual, because resurrection resurrects the spiritual in a person. The eternal resurrection, you're not going to have the same body. But during the time of Jesus, in order to prove eternity, Lazarus had to be resurrected spiritually and physically at the same time. In eternity, you're not going to have your body. You're going to be a spirit being. That is why you come back to Jerusalem for the, for, for, for the thousand years, the millennium. You're going to be flying away like with Delta Airlines. First class. First class. But at the time of Jesus, in the first century, outside of Bethany, in this little cave, Lazarus had to come out looking physically the same, spiritually totally new. And that in order to prove the power of the cross. So, so, so do, do, do you understand that without the power of the cross, there's no resurrection? And so, a miracle of revelation to a woman in the first century, a Jewish woman, Martha. Look at Daniel 12, 2. Anybody can get a quick, because I'm running out of time. Daniel 12, 2. Find it quickly. I know uh, some of you, oh, everybody has a Bible in hand. Look at that. Um, and many of those who sleep in the dust of the ground will awake. These to everlasting life, but the others to disgrace and everlasting contempt. Yes. Yes. Many will rejoice at that final day. But many will not rejoice because they're filled with contempt. They're questioning. So two commandments. Take away the stone, number one. And then he cried with a loud voice. Now, let me ask you this. Did Jesus cry with a loud voice in order to make sure that authority will be revealed in the body of, of Lazarus? Let's take a look at Talita. Talita, he came to the house after he cleaned everybody. They could not believe in except mother and father and, of course, uh, 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 the, the priest, Jairus and Jesus, Peter, James, and John. And he goes to the 
bed and touches the little girl's hand and gently pulls her out. Talita Kum. When he comes to the other, he stops the funeral at uh, Naim. And he says, young man, I say to you, get up. So why would Jesus yell and cry at the resurrection of Lazarus? Well, because he was deep on the ground. He's got to hear it. Perhaps. Perhaps. But I believe that when Jesus raised his voice and cried in a loud voice, Come forth! It was for eternity to hear forever, centuries after centuries after centuries, until the day when Jesus comes in the skies of Atlanta, Georgia, and the, those dead in Christ to rise first and meet Him in the air. That loud voice is still reverberating through the walls of History, it will continue to travel at a, the speed of light into every heart, into every human being throughout the earth that confesses Jesus Christ as the Lord of, our, of their lives. I have to stop. But tomorrow we continue. The Lord bless you. Tonight, 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 at 7 p.m., tune to this channel, and I'll continue this mess exactly where I stopped at the resurrection of Lazarus. Thanks for tuning in. Visit www.laterrain.com for more teachings. See you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Visit www.laterrain.com for more teachings. See you next time.